Night Talk, giving you depth and texture to the conversations that matter. 11 minutes after 10 o'clock, you're listening to the Thursday edition of Night Talk. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for joining me. Really, really do appreciate it. Argentina, Ethiopia, Iran, Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates, as well as Egypt. These are the countries that have been extended an invitation by the groups, uh, BRICS grouping of country, now becoming BRICS+. Plus. It's an interesting batch of countries. I'm going to speak about them first and then speak about some of the detail in, in, in the declaration having come out of BRICS. Dr. Chris Isike, professor, professor of African Politics and International Relations in the Department of Political Sciences at the University of Pretoria, joins me. Dr. Isike, good evening. Thank you so much for your time. I really, really do appreciate it. Argentina is, is a country with a very precarious economy. they one of the most precarious lenders to the IMF and the World Bank. Um, in fact, they're not alone. Uh, Ethiopia is also one such country. They, on multiple occasions, have uh, risked defaulting uh, their loans to the IMF and the World Bank, Argentina in particular. Iran and Saudi Arabia, they're countries that are arch enemies. They don't quite see eye to eye. Um, that seems to be an interesting pairing. Um, many asking, are they inherit? Is Briggs going to inherit the beef that Iran and Saudi Arabia have with each other? But here are four OPEC countries, uh, which is significant. These are countries that, by and large, are the backbone of what is called the petrodollar economy. Given that they now join a group of countries that are at the forefront of the de-dollarization rally, is the petrodollar global economy? truly at risk or will Saudi Arabia, Iran, UAE, Egypt and Ethiopia as OPEC nations continue to participate in that dollarized economy uh, and what are we to make of the inclusion of these countries? Thank you Oliver for having me. So you've asked a lot of questions, tough mm. questions but I can't answer them one after the other. So to start with, yes, you are correct that um, um, this this new addition is, is the mixed uh, potpourri, uh, you know, of strange bedfellows in many ways. Um, you 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 and and you are so right that some of them actually um, have economic challenges like uh, Argentina, like um, Ethiopia, um, um, and even Egypt. You know, um, they, they 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 all have. Uh, challenges, economic challenges that makes it look like they actually are going to be a burden uh, on, on, on the BRICS because of, of the fact that they need the BRICS much more than the BRICS need, need them. And so it raises the question of what strategic you know, value they would add to the BRICS. Um, the, the main ones you would yeah. say, you know, you really see this, the value, uh, the petrodollar ones like you mentioned, uh, UAE, um, 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 Saudi Arabia, you know, those ones particularly, yeah, critical, you know, um, in, in, for the for, for the de-dollarization uh, move. But I must also say that uh, de-dollarization um, is, is, you know, it's, while it is worthwhile, uh, it's not something that uh, is going to materialize in the in the in the in the immediate uh, 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 to long to, to medium term, if you like. Um, it's probably a long term thing, considering that. All of the BRICS countries currently um, uh, have exhibited an interest to keep their local currencies, although they've now said that they want to trade in those local currencies, which is which is a good thing. I think that what they sought to do was to try and create an efficient integrated payment system for international transactions uh, mm. as a first step to 
producing a new currency. So uh, adding these countries, their population, and, and the fact that some of these countries, remember, are also dependent on the U.S., the UAE, for instance, uh, Saudi Arabia have been dependent on the U.S. for, for security, uh, you know, and even for protection from against Iran, which which uh, which they feel the U.S. did not do very well, and then they went into their own agreements with Iran that now see them, you know, formerly enemies, but now coming together. There's some understanding there, so they are going to be. They understand that they can work together in in the breaks without you know their usual traditional tensions. The point is. Um, these countries are looking for alternative ways of also winning themselves of their dependence on, on the United States. And I think that BRICS also presents them that platform. And it also helps BRICS in its future dollarization, mm. uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, interest, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. And speaking very specifically about the BRICS Development Bank as, as an institution that will become a lending institution, um, earlier on, and in, in, in this I say last year and the year before, there was conversations about BRICS member uh, states talking about establishing their own ratings agency and institution. Of course, that would, I would assume, be tied to the development bank and uh, the development loans that are issued over there. In, in that instance, how, how, what should be done and thought of as Ethiopia and Argentina to, to this, given that they are, one, countries with the lowest... Um, uh, GDPs in this group, but also with the highest risk of defaulting. Uh, their credit ratings, uh, as per the uh, Moody's and S&P, are not at the greatest. In fact, they are both declared junk economies, junk status economies, junk status currencies. Um, Argentina, we understand, has a complicated history. Uh, Ethiopia, we understand, has political instability, insurmountable political instability. Uh, for instance, thinking about uh, the last five years, I mean, there has been improvements on that front, no, no doubt about that. But it certainly is quite a lot. Um, were they perhaps the best choices to start with? Well, if we talk about the ones from Africa, um, Ethiopia, and even Egypt, you can add to that, um, you know, uh, categorization you just gave. Um, they, they, they're not necessarily the best, you know, in terms of what the what value they can add to the BRICS. Um, um, so, so I'm thinking that it's more of politics. So, so it's it's actually a curious uh, a, a mix of 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 of, of states. Uh, you know, one would have been surprised why a country like Indonesia did not make it, but then. You add your Argentina, Egypt, and Ethiopia with all these problems you are, you are, you know, highlighted. Um, um, it, 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 but so for me, I think that was more more political than 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 economical. And remember too, a lot of these countries, uh, the the UAE, the Saudi Arabia, uh, and even Egypt, um, are, are, are friends with Russia and and then Iran as well. You can add Iran to that. Are, are, are close to Russia, but also trading partners with with China as well. And uh, India is a bit uncomfortable with the, you know these um, uh, uh, these four aligning to to especially China, who they are traditional adversaries with, right? So um, that's why India was a bit skeptical about uh, having uh, expanded BRICS. So so they may have been the ones to push for you know some kind of African uh, membership. You know, to 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 neutralize whatever influence they feel that China may have had with, uh, you know, these new members that will come, uh, you know, uh, in, in, into the break. So I, I think that the addition of of Egypt, the addition of Ethiopia, 
given the challenges that they have, uh, was especially on the African side, was more mm. political than economic. Uh, um, so, so, and these are countries that will not pose any kind of uh, direct, immediate, direct risk to to South Africa's interest and influence in the BRICS. So, so all these are political considerations. I would, I would say. Otherwise, these are not the best countries in Africa. You know, uh, to add any kind of uh, value to to, to BRICS at, at the moment. You are listening to Night Talk. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for the honor and the pleasure of your company. Give me a call. What are your thoughts on the inclusion of some of these countries into the BRICS grouping? Zero eight six triple zero two zero three two zero eight six triple zero two zero three two. For a moment, let's focus, uh, Doctor Isike, on Saudi Arabia, a country with tremendous human rights uh, question marks uh, and asterisks to its name. Um, a country, for instance, where journalist Kamal Gashogi was killed in an embassy, uh, very clearly that uh, that instruction came from the crown prince. Um, again, Russia being a part of this, and, and I read earlier in the declaration too, as I opened up the conversation, the declaration around peace and security and, and dialogue. But it doesn't seem to be very specifically a commitment to human rights, where people who are political dissenters aren't, aren't at risk of being killed uh, by whatever regime in question is at play. Was, do, you, do you imagine that it at all was a consideration amongst the member states as they were debating the inclusion of the countries? Or do you think that the human rights questions at no point came up because that would implicate Russia and China as well? Yeah, absolutely. You got it right there. Um, the, the 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 big pushers in the BRICS, uh, the big players are, are, are China and, and Russia. Of course, Brazil is, is is a major player. In fact, if you look at the BRICS itself, it's also uh, an assortment of of political uh, systems, right? If you uh, if you look at China and if you look at Russia, you see similarities in terms of heavy states. Um, some will say responsible statism, but then also they very, very, very tiny on the human rights front. Um, so the democracies there um, uh, in the old BRICS was South Africa and and and, and Brazil and, and India to to some extent. Um, I say to some extent because of what uh, Modi has been doing in yeah. India in the last couple of years or so. So, so I don't think that uh, the, the issues of, of human rights um, uh, would feature, you know, very strongly in, in those. And and this way, you also want to begin to question the 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 the, the influence that uh, countries like South Africa has. What 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 is South Africa's identity? What's it, what is its, its stake? Um, you know, and and how does it define itself? And does it act consistently along the lines that it has defined? You know, I mean, you listen to President Ramaphosa on Sunday uh, give a clear direction of South Africa's foreign policy direction and, and, and identity in terms of what we're about. And you begin to also see start questioning whether you know we're serious or whether we act consistently along the the, the, the lines of those principles that he the, he expressed. And if he did, how much did he push to ensure that you know we're respect for human rights uh, um, you know for instance was was an issue in 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 in, in you know admitting these new members uh, so so you want to think that maybe south africa is, is only playing second fiddle not really an yeah. very influential 
in in, in the BRICS, you know. Um, uh, so 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 those are the those are the uh, the issues. But for me, I think that each of these countries have their national interests. Okay, all of them in the in the, in the, in the current BRICS and the new ones that are coming in all have their national interests. Uh, but what I think have trumped over politics uh, and differences. Uh, is, 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 is economics. Is economics. Is that national interest, economic diplomacy, uh, looking at their interest uh, and, and deciding that, look, um, um, we need to um, uh, leave the politics. Of course, the politics was part of it because the inclusion of a country like Saudi Arabia and the uh, United Arab Emirates, uh, these are the two biggest uh, uh, political and financial heavyweights in in in, in uh, you know uh, in in terms of uh, energy suppliers in the world and then also the Gulf uh, two biggest uh, states right um, uh, so 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 there's a political consideration there but I think that it's it's remarkable how um, these guys were able to sit in two days and and discuss and then agree on the expansion and have six members and announce you know after two days that these members will come in uh, uh, you know from next year. For me, that's remarkable because I really didn't expect that. I thought that their differences would make them stall over it and yeah. postpone it. Yeah, but but the fact that they were able to 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 overcome those differences, especially between China and India, and and uh, you know, and, and actually then agree, uh, is an indicator of where we are going to with BRICS in terms of is it, becoming is it, a credible. Did they really overcome the differences, or did they just decide to accommodate everyone at all? I mean, six countries at one go is a large number of countries to include. They've included more countries to BRICS than had been in BRICS to begin with, right? Um, yeah. And, and, and one can't wonder if it was to appease each each and every member state uh, that put forward a name. Um, and and, and if, if, if that's the case, then there really wasn't much differences to begin with. It's just if you strongly uh, endorse somebody at a country member state and that's your pick, we will uh, allow them in. Well, first of all, Brazil and, and, and India went in there without any clear uh, indication that they were supporting an expansion in the first place. So those that really pushed for an expansion were China, was Russia, and South Africa. Brazil and India were skeptical, did not give a clear answer, uh, and more so India than Brazil, actually. But the two could be said to have opposed it in, in some ways, so that they were convinced to agree and then going once so agreeing is one thing for expansion if all five of them agree then the next agenda was okay who are the countries there were 23 applicants remember so uh it, it, took, it took some deliberation to say we select six out of the you know um uh, 20 23 that applied right um so 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 these are the these are the uh, uh intricacies that made me say Look, it's remarkable that you know they were able to first of all, all agree and then went uh, and then agree on choosing the number of six that would would join them. And I can assure you, from if you look at if you hear Putin correctly, uh, there's going to be a, a further expansion when uh, uh, Russia hosts the BRICS summit next year. I mean, he, he President Putin gave that indication very clearly uh, that there is going to be more. So, so that's interesting to note. And the question would then be. Whether um, the addition is 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 what is more to neutralize, um, you know, uh, the, the the influence of the United States uh, and their allies, uh, considering that Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, and Egypt are, are also big friends of the United States, and and the fact that yeah. they were able to get in could be more political for Russia and China 
than for India and 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 uh, Brazil, who have close ties uh, with, with with the U.S. So those are the political intricacies I'm talking about. And I'm saying that at the end of the day, if they could all agree and then still get those countries in, um, it's 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 commendable, you know, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Give us a call zero eight six triple zero two zero three two zero eight six triple zero two zero three two. Just lastly, uh, on on the acceptance of these countries, we were mm. told that these are the new members. We weren't told what the criteria is that was used to bring on these new members. Does it still mm. seem like BRICS haven't quite figured out the criteria and that and that they just sort of winged it this time around, or is there an identifiable pattern to the countries that have not been included that one can say, oh no, there is a criteria, or was it really just about consolidating oil and gas uh, uh, suppliers and manufacturers in such a way that BRICS becomes a power, um, an energy powerhouse? Yeah, I think so. It was the economics and and uh, uh, you know uh, expanding its 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 its, its leverage uh, in, in the international system. You know, together before now, the the BRICS countries account for for one percent of the of the world population. Yeah, and equal of the global economy. And if you break that down, it comes to thirty one percent of of the global GDP and sixteen percent of global trade. Now that's all going to change. You know, with with the addition of these uh, powerhouses from from the Middle East, right? Um, Iran, uh, UAE, and, and and Saudi Arabia alone, those three, right? So so I think the, the addition uh, of the other two from Africa were, were they had their reasons, of course, really with Egypt critical for them in terms of, you know, uh, getting a major U.S. ally from the continent on 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 the BRICS side, um, and and all of the BRICS countries are part of the G20 and and and, and you know of major economies so so i think that it was it was it was to basically just get uh, 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 the economics really trumped over anything else uh, i i can't see a clear a criteria uh, because countries like ethiopia you know uh, what, what was the criteria it's really given that they are currently facing a conflict their economy is in crisis same thing with argentina maybe argentina was just uh, something that brazil pushed in uh, uh, having gone in there reluctantly, you know, to have uh, a, an expansion in the agenda. So I, I, I think that there's no clear-cut criteria, yeah. and they've not told us what they are going to be called, but most likely it will be BRICS Plus, because I'm sure they want to retain the identity of the first five. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Let's go to the lines. Uh, Clifford, out in Boroka. Clifford, good evening. Good evening, uh, Oliver. Mm, go ahead, sir. Yeah, man. Yeah, this summit. I want to know about this summit, uh, BRICS summit, because this one is, they say, is the 15th uh, summit. Yeah? yeah. And then, can somebody tell me or show me the positives of the past 14th summit of BRICS? Can somebody point me there? This after this BRICS was formed, there was positives somewhere here. What 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 would a positive be? I mean, a summit is just where the members come together to discuss uh, an agenda of items that pertain to them to form working groups to track uh, progress. That's that's to, what they do. To 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 to, 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 to put it in short, for me, it's just a, another mafia group who wants to fight another Western mafia group. Nothing else for the civilians. Nothing. Okay. I guess more esoterically, thank you so much for your for your call, Clifford. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I guess, uh, Dr. Sike, more esoterically, I, uh, to reframe Clifford's question there, 
What is the purpose of trade blocks altogether? Well, look, um, there are advantages for for having these kinds of um, um, you know blocks you know coming together. Um, they, they, they could they could have um, uh, terms of trade that makes it easier for them to trade with one another. Uh, um, you know, for example, they could ease um, uh, you know trade barriers and tariffs um, between themselves. They could have agreements around um, 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 you know regulations or exchanges that could make it easy for the economies to integrate and it can bring prosperity for for for, for all involved for example um, we've just seen that china has uh, committed to helping south africa with its energy crisis um, and those are some of the uh, uh, benefits that you can get you know from these kinds of uh, 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 blocks uh, look way 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 back in 2010 the, the brics formed the uh, brics interbank cooperation mechanism and it, it was basically launched to facilitate uh, you know uh, cross border payments between brics banks in 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 their local currencies and 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 uh, you know they they have been developing what they call brics pay it's a payment system for 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 transactions among the brics country without having to convert local currency into dollars and 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 there's also been talk of of BRICS cryptocurrency and you know all of these things help to uh, 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 make it easier to do business with one another and of course it brings prosperity uh, 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 to the country so there are advantages especially when you are rivaling a major economic block yeah um, like 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 the Brentwood Wood Institution, the Briggs Bank, for example, also make it easier to get development financing at, at lower cost compared to um, the IMF or the World Bank, for example. So these are some of the advantages that can accrue, um, especially if these monies are, are, are well managed uh, on, mm. on, on the side of countries that, that, that tend to benefit. Yeah. Now we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much, Dr. Chris Isike, for your time this evening. I really, really do appreciate it. Dr. Chris Isike is a professor of African politics and international relations in the Department of Political Sciences at the University of Pretoria. You are listening to Night Dog, giving you depth and texture to the conversations that matter.